Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! We haven't talked COVID in how long on this show? It's been a while. Other than maybe a sports update saying four NHL games are, were postponed last night or something like that due to COVID. How about that? If sports isn't going, it sucks. But I'm saying let's not get used to this. Back to sports. Stick to sports, Peterson. Shut up and dribble. This is the Rod <laughs> Peterson Show. Uh, we How about s- that? Oh! We got to save that one. I, it made me laugh. I just knocked something off the desk here. We're diving into hour two of the program. Lunchtime here in Saskatchewan. Still morning out in the West. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show, episode number 421. What did I knock on the phone? Come on. Come on. Oh, it's the... T- Why do we have a damn tape measure on the desk in the middle of it? <laughs> right. Technical producer Ryan Berdoffel over there, leaving his toys out. All we had an effort of safety. Yeah. Right. That's right. Safety first. Making sure that we're uh, the right distance apart. <clears throat> Coming up here on the RP Show's Hour 2, Sam McGuavin of the Miami Dolphins. Very excited about that. And a former Saskatchewan Rough Rider and Texas Tech Red Raider. Let's jump right into it. What are you laughing about? The tennis talk? I was laughing at Rob Vanstone making fun of the New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's go to the quick six show topics, please, Jordan. Enough dilly-dallying around. Let's get right into it. Where's my phone? Monday NHL leftovers. I tweeted it. And I'm not sure that I got a satisfactory answer from Darren. I'm trying to stay away from the Leafs meltdown against the Ottawa Senators in terms of commentary because making fun of the Leafs, it's just, it's a punchline that's just, it's an old, it's the oldest joke in the book to make fun of the Leafs. So I'm crediting the Ottawa Senators for coming back from 5-1 down and beating Toronto 6-5 in overtime last night. I'm calling it 80s night without the fights. That's what it was last night. The Jets beat the Oilers 6-5. The Senators beat the Leafs 6-5. Vancouver fell in overtime to the Calgary Flames after a wild, dramatic finish. Every night in the NHL in the 80s was drama like this. Tons of goals, but they had lots of fights too. And you wonder why we talk about it being the golden age. I thought we were going to get a fan in here by today. My earpiece by hour two, I'm sweating so bad. If you often wonder why my earpiece is falling out of my ear, it's because I'm sweating like I've walked across the Mojave Desert for the last two hours. When are we going to get the fan in here? I'm dying. I know. Trust me, I feel it. It's why I wear flip-flops most of the time. And I haven't quite pulled out the shorts, but I'm thinking about it. Like this I'm is glad a- you find it funny. I find it hilarious. Might have to turn this into like one of those lounging chairs with the umbrella. For the shade, but it's coming. They, they oh, tell me. Shows Christmas. <laughs> I know. We're we're working on it. My God, I always forget. Every day, I forget. I come in here, start doing the show, and an hour in, I'm about to die of heat exhaustion. Anyways, back to the NHL leftovers. What costs more, COVID testing or scoreboard light bulbs? Because they were shooting out the lights in all these NHL arenas last night. It was a lot of fun. My next point, is this the best line in hockey? Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor McDavid, and Jesse Pugliarvi. Now, I understand it's not the Pasta, Marchand, Bergeron line in Boston or Marner, Matthews. It's the line that we see every night. As my wife said, do the Oilers play every night? No, it just seems like it. But if you had to pick one line 
And of course, these guys aren't all Canadian. Two of them are. But one line to lead an all-star game, what line are you taking? Oh, man. That's a great question. It's Marner's Matthews and some other guy? Is well, that they've what they've li- rotated a little they bit. They put Jumbo Joe up there yesterday. They did, yeah. And that's looked pretty good. It's nice when they have Hyman there. Um, yeah, I like Marner's and Matthews. Marner and Matthews probably a little bit better. But any line with McDavid is probably going to have some, some scoring and be one of the top lines in the league. Makes me think when you say that. Does Ryan Nugent Hopkins have a home on the 22 Olympic team to play with McDavid because of the chemistry? Possibly. Yeah. Those are some of the NHL leftovers from last night. I'm just going to sprinkle in some of the viewer questions. Two viewers are asking about the Raptors. Hey, Rod and Darren, do you guys think the Raptors should try to get Andre Drummond or get another center in the league? Who would would you give up as a general manager? Are we there yet with the Raptors? Are we there? I know Messiah Jerry's talking about pulling the trigger on some big trade, but are we there yet? Did they not just start? I know. What's I, the established trade deadline in the NBA? Right. They need to get bigger in the middle and get a little more presence at that spot. I don't know. I, not as, I'm not a big enough basketball guy to know the ins and outs of what's going to make a great trade. But I'm with you, Jeff, that they need to make a move and find some, some uh, consistency and get a piece down low. We had a uh, great discussion with Jermaine Franklin about that a few weeks ago. The Raptors are actually in a perilous spot. Two years removed from winning an NBA championship, do you tinker a little bit to try and hang on to that that buzz, that magic, or do you start right over? And I think they've lost enough pieces, quite frankly, three keys to that championship that I think you do start over. I don't think you patchwork here and there. It's tough. It's Masai Ujiri's at that tough spot, right? And I think he's thinking about making that trade to recapture the magic. Because those young guys, as you said, they've brought in. Because clearly they know what they're doing in scouting and recruitment. They know that they have the guys, but are they experienced? Right. You get one chance. And you get one shot to make a couple of moves. And if it works and you patch it and it's good as new, great. But But you can't keep making patches. Brady in Saskatoon, thank you. He says trade deadline in the NBA, March 25th. And I know you don't want to wait quite that long. But I would wait a little longer. I don't even think they know what they have yet. Right. Uh, point two, Speedy B threatens to retire. Um, the rubber's starting to hit the road in the Canadian Football League, if you notice. We're mid-February, ladies and gentlemen. There's a season to be played in 2021. And Speedy B, Brandon Banks, the reigning most outstanding player of the league and the number one free agent on our list, who did resign with Hamilton, tweeted yesterday that he's retiring if the CFL doesn't play in 2021. Richie Leone's jumped on board, the punter of the Ottawa Red Blacks, and he said if they don't play, they'll lose 80% of the players. They're done. Speedy B says actually probably more like 90%. And what I've learned, yeah, I know I put it in my column on the weekend that you know they're talking about playing with no fans and putting the tarps over the stadiums like we see in the NFL over the stands. But that might just be bunk too. I don't know if they're going to play. I'd like to think that they're going to play, but maybe they'll decide, these owners, we don't want to spend the money. We're going to mothball for another year. You know more about business than me. Would that be the more prudent business decision to make? That's the decision they have to make, right? I mean, 
Financially, it's not a bad move to mothball again, save the money, batten down the hatches. But you have to really do your homework and think about, can I get the fans back? How much work is it going to be to get the fans back? It's always cheaper to market to somebody who's already buying your product and maintain them to continue to buy your product than it is. It's so much more expensive to advertise and market to new customers. And if you leave for two years, you're now marketing to new customers because they've filled their time. They're not sitting around waiting. They've filled their time with other things, right? So now they're customers of other products and their time is being spent in other places. Here's what the thing is with these rich guys. In all cases in sports, they made their money in other industry. When you look at the CFL, they made it in auto parts, publishing, uh, steel, what have you, or the conglomerates that are the owners of the uh, Stamps and the Red Blacks, which is a faceless organization. I don't think they have a clue about marketing and losing the conscience of the fan. I don't think they, they never really had to worry about it. People need auto parts. People need steel. People need publishing. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is They've never been faced with anything like this. So I don't have a tremendous amount of faith with the direction of the CFL, and clearly neither does Speedy B. But here's the thing. If he threatens to retire, you think that's going to speed them up in a decision? I don't. I don't think it's going to speed them up at all. But I guess <clears throat> I'm going to fly through the rest of these. Point three, Draymond Green goes off about the players not being respected. Viewers have wanted to know our thoughts on that. I don't have a lot of time with Draymond Green about players not being respected. I mean, what do you need? What more do you need? There's the Black Lives Matter movement, Black History Month. And it's not about the players are black, but in the NBA, the vast majority of them are. It's, they're doing everything they can for you. And now you're saying that you're disrespected because players that ask for a trade get benched by the team. Sam Bennett, it's not just the NBA. Right? It's what more do you need? Okay. If you want out of a team, why would you get starters minutes? Right. You've proven to everybody else in the room that you don't want to be here. I didn't watch the entire news conference from Draymond Green because, frankly, I wasn't interested in it. And, and this is more of an American thing. And I know that a third of our viewers are American, but they like, their, they like our topics, the ones that are watching us. We don't talk a lot of the NBA. I guess people are getting into it. But I mean, Stephen A. Smith. And uh, who's the guy I don't like? Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman. They spent like an hour on this this morning. Go watch that. I'd rather talk about something else. So point four, WHL's return to play. People are anxious for a schedule. Can you just hold on? What else do you have to do but wait for the schedule? We've waited this long. The league has said they're coming out to play in the hub here in Regina. Seven teams are coming. The teams don't know. They don't even know. We just learned this morning. They don't know how many people and staff are going to be allowed into the building. They don't know which of those staff are going to be allowed into the building. The teams don't even know. So just hang on. I, you want that, right? Like I think of the NFL, sorry, the NLL often. You're getting all these questions about the CFL. The players are tweeting every day that they're anxious and upset. The fans want a, a WHL schedule. At least they care. Like the NLL... As much as I love them, you don't hear any questions about them. I don't. Do you? No. Unfortunately not. And, again, good pub, bad pub, it means people care, right? Good tweets, bad tweets, negative tweets, positive tweets, it means people care. So you have to be open to that. You have to embrace that. And, and the more that they are upset, 
It means that they care about the product and they want it to be great. So when it is good, they're going to be, you know, bigger buy-in, right? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a good thing when they're asking for your product. You just have to communicate and say, look it, be okay saying, we don't have it yet. But, it, but here's when we, you can expect it. Expectations versus reality. To the viewer board, some of our viewers here from Chris Bird in Toronto. He said, where is the sweet spot between losing goodwill in the CFL and saving money? Hopefully we find out, Chris. I don't know. Mike Blackbird in Toronto. Speedy B needs to remind himself he's only one player. He's not the league I covered that an hour ago when I said, these players, goodbye. They'll bring in new players. I'm sorry. That's the way that it is. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Draymond Green is just another example of a pro athlete being completely removed from reality. Thank you, Jeff. And that's why I don't want to talk about it. To sit here and give him more of a platform and talk about his whininess and entitledness, I don't want to do it. Don't basketball players control the league? They get LeBron creating his own super team and goes to the, the Nets. You get this guy, this guy, this guy. They're all they got coming too much together. power. Right? The players have the power. They got too much power. Uh, Sheldon Lasham says, good on the Red Deer Rebels on their player setup in the Centrium. I wish every team would do that, that the players, if you've seen the photos of the suites, the luxury suites and the Red Deer Centrum, they look like hotel rooms. I would pay to live like the Red Deer Rebels players. And all I can say, gosh, a lot happens between, between a Friday and a Tuesday on a three-day-long weekend. I was on the Winnipeg Ice podcast, the Icebreaker podcast, saying just that. Good on the Rebels for finding a way to accommodate their players, get their schooling in, play hockey. I hope more teams follow their league. This is not, and I'm not saying you're saying that this was no anti-NLL Rant, by the way, we've got viewers writing in on YouTube saying, I love the rush in the NLL. The NLL rules. I'm a season ticket holder, dude. My point is, everywhere that I go, I don't hear anything about the NLL. And kudos to their commissioner, Nick Sakevich, who's a friend of this show, for writing an article in Sports Business Journal last week explaining why they decided to mothball until next fall, which even that looks optimistic the way things are going. I'm just saying I don't hear anything about the NLL. We try to read their stuff here. Believe me, we do. What's Richard Allender saying in Boston? My respect for RP <laughs> doubled when he says he doesn't like Max Kellerman. I just think this guy is way off base in everything that he says. I'm like, how did this guy get a show on New York Radio or ESPN? He's off base on everything. Look, everything he says. I, I know we're the bit of the anomaly here, but those shows, you need to have a hero and a villain, right? You like Stephen A., so you hate Max Kellerman, and the show works. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping yeah. it's not the same thing here, that they like you and hate me or vice versa. Didn't want to tell you. <laughs> well, okay. We're starting to realize now with the two hours on national television that the start of hour two is a complete dog's breakfast, a mismatch, which is fine. We're so deep into the viewer comments today. Why right. stay on script? Right. I knew it. I had a feeling in my bones when I came in this morning. I said at the top of the show, the show is not going to go the way that I predict that it will. And it hasn't. It very rarely ever does. Stop with the tennis. You can watch a damn tennis show. This is not a tennis show. Guy just wrote in, did you guys think Bianca Andrescu could win another tennis title this year? Get out of here with your tennis. <clears throat> Oh, 
Patrolman Pete, who I believe is in Manitoba. The guy wanted us to talk about tennis. It's not going to happen. Do you know what show you're watching? I had this what written it? down as a bonus point, and the guy, Patrolman Pete, just asked it. Rod, what do you think of junior-aged American Hockey League players having to return to the WHL? I've noticed some fans are bitter about having to send prospects back to junior, and some are thriving at the pro level. <sighs> Thanks for... That's my wheelhouse, okay? <laughs> Not t- It is the Rod Peterson show, if I can remind people... What? What What if I got a tennis report sponsored? <clears throat> you can go read it to yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I made it funny. Um, no, because when I was on the Icebreaker podcast with Matt Heisinger out of Winnipeg the other day, he, I said, what's happening with Peyton Krebs? Do you know if Peyton Krebs is coming back? First round pick of the Golden Knights. And Mac was like, I don't know. Because nobody... Knows what's going to happen here. So I'm writing my Monday morning goalie column, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to text Kelly McCrimmon because he's got Krebs. He's the general manager of the Golden Knights. I don't think Krem would mind if I read you his text. He wouldn't mind. This is what he said about the junior age American Hockey League players. So Peyton Krebs is playing with the Silver Knights. Are you ready? Yes. From Kelly McCrimmon, well, (laughs) by the NHL-CHL agreement, all 19-year-olds have to be either on the NHL team or made available to their junior team, a rule I strongly support in normal times, which serves everyone well. This particular situation, however, we would have liked to have kept Peyton and Henderson. He has played extremely well. They have a 40-game schedule. In, divi- in division, and we would have liked to avoid more quarantine time. There's something he has done too much al- already. But across the league, you'll see the 19-year-olds returned. Bowen Byram's an exception. He played 23 minutes against us yesterday. I should note, Taxi Squad is considered American Hockey League. Player must be on the NHL roster, not Taxi Squad. So there's from an NHL general manager right there why they're doing it. He's not in favor of it, but the rules are the rules for a reason. And we win as fans of the Western Hockey League because Damon Hunt's coming back and Peyton Krebs is coming back and Braden Schneider's coming back. All these guys. So anyways, thank you, Patrolman Pete, for that. And they're starting, you know, 40-game schedule that started, right? So when the Western League's done, they can go back. But I get what he's saying. you got to do quarantine every single time you're going to switch. Which he's not a fan of. Anyways, we'll cover that more later on uh, in the viewer takeover. But there's a text from an actual NHL general manager you're not going to get on any other show. Sam Aguavin of the Miami Dolphins next. You're watching the RP Show. And this has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the NHL and UFC on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook, and YouTube Live daily. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Dupes, what do you use to shave your nuts? <laughs> uh, not Manscaped. We only got <laughs> delivered one. We just got, <laughs> we only got one. I will be using Manscaped shortly, and I hope to live to tell the tale. But I think it's going to be good. They're saying this is better than what we have been using before. If you get the review, 
then maybe I'll pick one up after. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. I got to say, these guys are talking a big game. I was going to say, how long has it been since you took care of things? Uh, not that long, but uh, you're going to learn more. 20% off now with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. we got Sam McGuavin coming up. But, the, hey, you guys are into it. I enjoy your commentary today. The viewers from YouTube, there are a few here. Conrad on uh, Facebook says, can we get an update on darts and shuffleboard, please? He's talking about tennis. We're doing a market research you here to know it, if right? I could start a tennis podcast. Farmer in Saskatchewan watching on YouTube says, not sure if anyone's asked, but is Connor Bedard back? Will he be playing with the Regina Pats in the bubble? <laughs> oh, yes. I've nicknamed him the Holy Child. Farmer in Saskatchewan. And he's going to be playing with the Pats in the bubble. And uh, his dad likes all our tweets. You can follow him on Twitter, Thomas Bedard. Uh, hey, the Kinsman Telemiracle Lottery is live. Telemiracle5050.ca. Look at that pot. It's up over $130,000. I can't thank you enough. Saskatchewan coming through. It's the biggest fundraiser of the year for the Kinsman Foundation, which is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. You can imagine the problems that COVID have presented to Kinsman. Tell a miracle. This is the 45th year of it, but uh, not going to lie, it's been harsh. So we can help with you buying tickets. If you haven't already, one for $20, five for $50, 20 tickets for $100, or get 100 tickets in the 50-50 lottery for $250. You can purchase yours at telemiracle5050.ca, and you have to be 19 years of age or older and physically in the province of Saskatchewan to buy them. We'll draw on Friday, February the 26th. What's with this dude in Boston? He says, RP, will you be discussing the Scotties tournament next week? Well, of course we will be. We're a Canadian show. And we got a sponsor for it. Do, do we? We announced the last hour. Verge I, I, egg? Did, I didn't tie it together, but oh, how do you like that? How, how about did, that? How about that? Verge Egg is sponsoring our Scotty's coverage. I was going to cover it anyways, but uh, yeah. By the way, I got a sports update that I will get to, but I'm very excited to bring in this guy, Sam McGuavin. He may or may not remember. Miami Dolphins linebacker, bring him in. I sat beside him in his locker, and I said, Sam, you're having such a great season with the Riders. NFL teams are talking about you. And he's like, really? They are? <laughs> Do you remember that, Sam? And lo and behold, you're two years later in the NFL, and life is good. Is it as good as it looks? Uh, yeah, it is. You know, just knowing, like, everything I work for, um, you know, I'm fi finally starting to get the fruits of my labor, but you know, the work has never stopped. Like, NFL, by no means, is, and it's not easy at all. Like, every day your job's on the line. Uh, a coach once had told me, uh, run is due every day. You know, like, you never made it. The hay is never in the barn. So, you know, every day you got to come to work or somebody in the CFL, somebody in the arena football, you know, they come to take your spot. So 
I always think of like, you know, I was that guy in the CFL just waiting for somebody in the NFL to slip up and I can go and take his spot. So, you know, I, I keep that same mentality now that I know it's a guy in Hamilton or a guy in Vancouver, wherever he's waiting for me to slip up and I'm not going to let that happen. Good for you, Sam. And I know that about you. And I today, if you've got the time, we're going to tell our viewers you know, your story, because it's a, it's a good one. It's a motivational one. It's an inspiring one. But Sam's from Garland, Texas, and he played at Texas Tech, and he was with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That's where we got to know each other, 2016, 17, and 18, and then signed with the Dolphins. He's been there the past two seasons. But, Sam, i got to say this. Your first game, I read a quote from you that tears were streaming down your face when you were coming up the tunnel at uh, Hard Rock Stadium or whatever they're calling it now, Joe Robbie. Sun Life Stadium. Was that true? Were you almost <clears> – <throat> tell me about that, your first game. Uh, you know, I, I – it was crazy because I usually don't even get like – I don't really get my ankle, ankles taped before games, knock on wood. But uh, I'm just so nervous. I'm running around – it's a preseason game too. We're about to play the, uh, the Falcons. I'm running around the place. I'm like, do I get my wrist taped? I get my ankles taped? Should I get spatted? I'm not going to wear a sleeve. Like, I'm just doing all this crazy stuff in the locker room. Like, dang, what shoe do I put on first? Do I tie my left shoe, my right shoe first? Like, it's just crazy. And the second I hit the tunnel, I'm just like, yo, I'm in the NFL. Like, I'm about to play in the NFL. Like, I just I just couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like, man, I'm not even supposed to be here. Like, that's all I was thinking. Like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm here. And, you know, like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't help it. Like I'm, I just feel tears coming down my eyes. Like before the opening kickoff, I'm just like, "Yo, this can't be real." But I mean, after that first kickoff, I actually think I made a tackle on that kickoff too. First kickoff, first NFL game, I made a tackle. Yeah, I mean, all those tears just turned straight into joy and straight into business, you know, because we had a game to play. You know, I had to make sure I had all my calls and plays right, things like that. But like. That feel I'll never forget that feeling when we're about to play Atlanta Falcons, walking through that tunnel, man. Never forget it. I know, and I remember reading it. I watched the game, but I remember reading it afterwards. I think it was in the Sun Sentinel that you'd said that, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's the Sam. And I know how hard you worked through the through the working at Foot Locker and answering the ad and going to the walk-on camp, right? All of that, but in that game. Or one of those games, you led the Dolphins in tackles, right? Like, you were a demon. You weren't going to allow the Dolphins to cut you, if I remember correctly. Like, you earned your spot on the team. Yeah, that was uh, – we played Tampa Bay. We actually had a joint practice with them in Tampa, so we were with them the whole week. So, I mean, just knowing me, I'm, I'm studying all their plays, seeing how they act, all their players, tight ends and running backs. And I'm just studying all that. I'm just like, man, I need a breakout game. Like, things are things are looking shaky. Things weren't looking shaky, but like, I always got that mindset of like, oh, they gonna cut somebody. They probably looking at me like I'm I'm on I'm on edge right now. So I gotta do something to get me on the other side of the hump. And you know, just going into that game, I was just fully locked in. Uh, I had a forced fumble, a couple tackles were lost, a couple big hits, and I was just like, I was just having fun out there. I just brought energy, and I felt like. They seen that in me, and there's somebody that they wanted to keep on the team for, you know, years to come. And, you know, here I am now. Still battling, but uh, that game really set me. That really set the bar for, you know, kind of who I am as a player. And uh, 
Now I can just only get better from there. Well, here's the thing, Sam. The team's gotten better steadily since you got there, and I wasn't really following the Dolphins until you got there, and and then I'm watching Coach Flores, and I'm like, he doesn't have a very good team. He doesn't have a quarterback. How long is this going to last? And all of a sudden, the winds start mounting. <laughs> right? And Fitzpatrick is balling. And you got some guys, that, and you almost made the playoffs this year. By a thread, you didn't. But you're getting yeah. better, and, th- and yeah. that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. You know, I mean, that's the NFL. There's no... There's no crossover game or nothing like that. Uh, you know, you just got to win your division or just have a, a monster record. You know, uh, we're 10 and 6, didn't make the playoffs, but that's just, that's just the way the dice rolled for us. Uh, we fell short. But it's nothing that we're like hanging our heads down on. Like, I mean, hey, you know, only one team can win the Super Bowl, and Tampa Bay won that. So, you know, we always got next year and we just go to build off of what we were doing last year. Here's another Texas linebacker who's watching Micah Alway. He's watching the show, Sam. He says, Sam has been through a lot, but he deserves absolutely everything coming his way. No NFL team gave him any opportunity out of college. Next thing you know, he's already played two NFL seasons. Congrats, bro. I mean, you're over. It used to be the average pro season was three years. Now it's down to 1.5, the way teams are going through players. So you understand that you're beating the numbers there. Do you have a relationship with Micah? Do you know him from back in the day? Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my dog. Mike, we went to school together. That's one player that in college, like I can sit and watch film with him, break down film with him, talk plays. I'm talking about from each position, from corner all the way down to nose tackle. We know exactly what everybody's assignment is. Like I never really well, now I'm in the NFL, I got way more players to talk to like that, but um you know, it's not many players that you can just talk ball with like that and enjoy talking ball with. I had some good teammates in Sass, too, like Derek Moncrief, Kresden Butler, uh, Enoch Mwamba, to- Toby Antigua. I could really sit down and just talk ball with them, but Michael is one of the guys that, like, we just connect that way, like, just from physicality, you know, the mental part of the game, the emotional part of the game, because we both had so many ups and downs in college and even now in the pros that we just connect on a whole nother level. Well, Micah reminds me of you in the way that he hits on the edge, if I may. (laughs) He's a very physical, (laughs) ferocious linebacker, and I can't wait to hear where he gets his next chance because you know what it's like perilous times up here in the Canadian Football League right now, Sam. But I do have to ask you this. I remember when you tore your, I believe it was ACL, and you were lying on the turf at McMahon Stadium. MCA, MCA, yeah, MCL. Lying on the turf in Calgary in a game, were you wondering if it was all over? I mean, you talk about perseverance and coming back, but what was going through your mind that day? A lot, you know, because it was already like, um, it was already hard going to the CFL, not like, getting into it, but it's just, like, the mental part. Like, so many people in my head, like, saying things like, man, don't go to Canada, man. They don't care about American players. Don't go to Canada. It's a waste of time. Don't go to Canada. There's no money. Don't go to Canada. You don't know if you're going to go to the NFL. So, right, boom, right when I got hit, I think I got cut by an old lineman, a legal cut or something like that. I'm on the ground, and all those thoughts are going through my head. I'm just like, hey, everybody was right. 
if I was right, I should have got out before I got hurt. Now I'm hurt. Are they gonna pay for my insurance? Like, are they? Like, what am I doing? I'm just laying on the ground, just like, yeah, I was having a good year. The first six games, I was playing good, but it was like, I'm so far gone from the NFL right now. It's crazy. Like, I'm reaching right now, and now I'm hurt. So, the rest of the year, I was out, and I was really just thinking like, this might be over with for me. Uh, but then, you know, I just went back for another year just to see, you know, I was like, Let, let's see if football is really for me. My back is against the wall again because now I'm rotating with, uh, I think I was rotating with Knox or somebody like that, Jeff Knox. Good player, good linebacker or whatever. But, you know, like, I'm just like, hey, now I'm rotating the CFL. How in the world would an NFL team want me if I can't even start and contribute, you know, good plays in Canada, not to knock Canada, but, you know, just the NFL, naturally they're going to look down on the CFL. And, uh, you know, I had a mediocre year in 2017. So it was that offseason after the 2017 season where I was really like, yo, I really don't want to go back to Canada. You can ask some of my closest friends. Like, I was like, man, I'm about to just see if I can get out of this contract and try to win it in the NFL or just stop playing football. In, in total and you know i had some good people by my side and just told me you know like my parents are like hey you made it this far just go ahead and finish out the year whatever happens happens you'll live to see another day and i don't know what came over me but that 2018 season like i was just so locked in like nobody could tell me anything i didn't know anything that was going on in the nfl i didn't know anything that was going on in america I barely knew what was going on in my household because I was so locked in on CFL football, so locked in on Saskatchewan Rough Riders, so locked in on our defense, so locked in on what everything Chris Jones, Coach Jones was saying, Jason Shivers was saying, Craig Dickinson was saying, and nobody could tell me nothing. And I had a great group of friends, teammates, slash roommates, that I could talk to every day and talk ball with every day. Creston Butler, Toby Antigua. Derek Moncrief, and they kept me level-headed. I kept them level-headed, and, you know, from there I just had a, a great, great season. You know, I took every, every game, every play like it was my last, and then uh, ended up having an ample load of workouts after that, and it fell teams, and, you know, now I'm here. Here so we from are. <laughs> me turn, well. Yeah, for me to my MCL in McMahon Stadium – uh, now I'm in the league. It's crazy. I was a half mile away from you in the press box, and I could see something was on your mind. And now, uh, now I know what it was. From our viewers, A Dog says this interview is sweet. Some good stuff I did not know about Sam. From Tom Geiger, CFL is entertaining on its own, but Sam just highlighted another reason why the CFL is so important: second chances. Yeah. Hey Sam, before we let you go, I could talk to you for hours, but uh, here's a dirty one. You, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but. Did they play two or two early? <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. Hey, we're hey, we're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. We didn't stop rolling when he got in. We didn't. You know, just some plays here and there. But I mean, I'm a defensive guy, so I 
Anything we can do defensively to help the offense, I'm going to lean towards that. So there was a lot of plays that we left out there defensively to maybe cover up things that we messed up offensively. But I'm going to say we're rolling. Yeah, I got you. You didn't you didn't answer it, and you shouldn't. I'm sorry. I was just teasing you. And by the way, we got your boy Moncrief coming in here on Friday. Derek's going to be in the bunker here with us. That was pretty sweet when you guys played yeah. each other here. Uh, what was that day like? Uh, you guys got to meet up on the sidelines before or after? <laughs> That's the thing, man. I'm blowing Creef's phone up the whole time. Like, hey, you going out for pregame warm-up? No takes back, no takes back. You know, we... I'm on kickoff. He's on kicker turn. I'm like trying to talk smack to him. He's not saying nothing back to me. I'm like, ah, Creef, like relax. It's still football. Like, oh, relax. <laughs> it wasn't until after the game where we finally just chatted it up and everything. He's like, man, hey, man, I'm just trying to focus, dog. Like, you over here talking to me. But, nah, man, it was all love, though. I knew he was focused and stuff. Like, it's my second year, whatever game. It's his very first game, first year, so – I feel him. I was, hey, I was the same way. And there was no NFL preseason this year, so um, I wouldn't know what my mind would be at if I was in his situation. But, I mean, he played good. He played physical, aggressive. He was kind of annoying on the field because somehow we always ended up one-on-one versus each other. Versus each other. But, yeah, it was, it, it was a great feeling, man. I'll, I saw the photos. I'll ask him about it when he's in here on Friday. Sam, we are fresh out of time, but it's always good to see your face. Keep a roller, man. Stay safe and warm, and uh, let's do it again soon. All right. Thank you, Rob. Miami Dolphins linebacker Sam Iguavin joining us. We'll be right back with a sports update, viewer takeover. Lots going on today. It's the RP Show you're watching on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook and YouTube Live, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back, everybody. What a great day it's been. Comment just slipping off the page from Chris Bird in Toronto regarding regarding the Sam McGuavin interview. He said, this is great stuff. Sam is telling us how high the skill, skill level of the CFL is. Without his determination, the NFL doesn't even give him a sniff. We didn't even get into what I would have liked to have gotten into. He was working at a footlocker, hating his life. And he saw an ad online for a Rough Riders free agent tryout camp. Pay your 100 bucks and come work out for the Rough Riders somewhere in Texas. It might have been in Dallas. And he paid his money, worked out. Now look, it's unbelievable. It's a hell of a story. I'll get to more of your comments in a moment. Other than Mika Awe, I did not uh, know that one of our P1s, regular viewer, Micah Awe, released like last week by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, has signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks. And somehow that got by me. Clark said the Red Blacks announced it on Friday. I, did, I didn't see that. So congratulations, Micah. Now let's play. Let's play. Uh, sports update. The Toronto Raptors look to bounce back tonight after a loss against lowly Minnesota on Sunday night. The Raptors begin a two-game series in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's second in the Eastern Conference. Raptors eighth. Fear the deer. They're talking about making a trade because they think that that's going to make them contenders. Is that what that's the it's the idea? Sense? Well, they're on a bit of a roll now. I would be in favor of seeing where this plays out. 
No? Yeah. I don't think you need to be adding now. It's an off night for all seven Canadian teams in the NHL. There are six games on the schedule south of the border, including the Sabres kicking things off, hosting the New York Islanders. New York beat Buffalo 3-1 last night. I'm going to read this AHL score again. Tyler Gaudette scored twice as the Toronto Marlies down the Manitoba Moose 3-2 Monday in the American Hockey League opener for both teams. Declan Chisholm and Cole Perfetti. Mum Spaghetti. Both scored for the Manitoba Moose. Miami Dolphins kicker Jason Sanders has a new contract to go with his all-pro status. Sanders, the Dolphins' leader in career field goal percentage, signed a $22 million extension this morning through 2026. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through liquor store corner of Rochdale and Pasqua and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors. RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. I very graciously left my allotment of GD, uh, G2G Bars here in the, at the bunker. So on the weekend, I bought at Costco oh, wow. a, a big box of the Kellogg's brand. Yeah. Not even energy bars. They're cereal bars. There's a difference. Yeah. So uh, Mrs. P said to me, how do those compare to the G2G? I'm like, don't. Not even close. Yeah. G2G is where it's at. And that's not even just because that they're a partner of the program. They're good. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Checking the poll results, uh, by the way, for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. We do the daily polls here. The Flames MVP so far this season is Johnny Gaudreau, Mark Giordano, Jacob Markstrom, or other. 77% on Twitter saying Jacob Markstrom, the goalie. 63% on Facebook saying Jacob Markstrom. And I asked people to write in with who, if it's not one of those three, who is it? Nobody's written in, Darren, out of hundreds of votes. So clearly we got the right three. Yeah. They're saying the goalie, Jacob Markstrom, is the uh, MVP for the Calgary Flames. Because I feel like we haven't talked enough hockey here today. And I don't know. I continue to say the goalie should be the highest paid player on the team. You don't agree with that? No. Or am I right? You don't. And that's fine. That's fine. Because people say to me, oh, right, look at the Florida Panthers. They're giving Bobrovsky $10 million a year. So, no, that formula doesn't work. I'm not saying go find a guy and give him $10 million a year. What I'm saying is the goalie that wins the Vezina every year or one of the three finalists, go after that guy and outbid everybody else. Where do you ever see Bobrovsky in the top of any statistical leaders right. or leading in international play? You don't. And what is the Achilles heel of some of these Canadian teams? Like, Grapes was saying he's a believer in Freddie Anderson, right? Like, who are we putting the goat horns on the Leafs for what happened last night? Right. Who are we, though? I'm asking you. The team in front. I mean, Anderson hasn't instilled a lot of confidence in me uh, that he's going to win you games. And that's the difference between a Carey Price, you know, a Markstrom, or, you know, a Freddie Anderson, right? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know that... You know, or a Koskinen or a Mike Smith or these guys, I don't know that they're going to steal you a game. That's where I have trouble, right? And if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, you need a goaltender at some point to steal you a game. He needed to do that last night when they weren't playing well in the third period. Didn't you happen. Know, didn't happen. The team quit. I mean, they, they put their feet up and coasted, and that's never good. 
but you need a goaltender to steal you a game. So in that sense, I can say if we, if a guy's shown call it Connor Hellebuck, right, Carey Price, they're worth the money. Nice analysis there by you. Yeah. I would say Markstrom stole that one for the Flames last night. Yeah. In Vancouver. Very good. And let's not get us started on Edmonton goaltending. James in Morden, Manitoba says that set jet symbol looks great on you. I would agree. Kind of Captain America-ish. It's hard to go wrong with red, white, and blue. I'm just saying. It's hard to go wrong with red, white, and blue. That's why there are so many teams that are red, white, and blue. Columbus, New York Rangers, Florida Panthers, New England Patriots. It's just Regina Pats. There's more red, white, and blue teams than any other team, I think. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah. I think there are. Yeah. I think it is. We need to pause, and we'll come back. A-Dog says, that story was sweet, Rod. Thanks for the detail on this footlocker story, talking about Sam Aguavin. I don't know what it is about Sam. I just remember when he showed up for his first camp, I'm like, Sam E. what? Sam E. Guavolin? How do I say this? It wasn't long before I had to learn how to say his name. We'll be back with overtime. Hang on. It's the RP Show. You are watching on Game Plus TV. YouTube and Facebook Live and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Coast to coast, let us know where you are watching from. Don't tell Prairie Mobile. We don't. The phone's charging. Oh. It's, it's too late to get it now. Shh. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Town Mobility dealer, however. Flood it. We'll answer them tomorrow. Yes. But flood us with the comments where you're watching from here in overtime. It is the viewer takeover segment. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that we're talking about all sports every day, noon to 2 Eastern. I spent a long time yesterday, over an hour, on the phone with a Southern Ontario newspaper reporter, okay? You're going to see his article coming out shortly. And he said, so your show, what, Rod? It's digital? Uh, it's when? And I said, what's your, co- what's your cable carrier? He said, it's Koji Co. Cable. I said, can you just put on the sports package right now, go to try and find Game Plus? Oh, there you are. You know how many times I've heard that from people? It's on national TV on Game Plus every day. I said that's the crux of my, bane of my existence, letting people know that we're on national television every day, noon to two. Yeah. But, but Alberta, hi. We're all over Alberta. Where they love us. <laughs> Where they love us. Oh, Glenn Elm, don't start. I feel like the guy that writes on YouTube, Glenn Elm is his burner name. He says, Florida, hot today with a smiley face. I get my friends in Florida saying, Come on down. And they know that I can't. No, not a legal issue. It's just I'm not interested in traveling at this time or paying $2,000 to sit in a hotel room for three days when I come back. I know. You know, I can wait. I can wait. But my buddy Bob lives in South Beach. He's invited me to go anytime. He's always sending photos from his, by his pool. Have I shown you some of those photos? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Bob. Jeff in Winnipeg says, great show today. Moose, how about that train station? You're a big fan of Yellowstone now. I'm You're in. seeing what all the fuss is about. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. It's, uh, but I, I, like you, I, I'm in this dilemma because part of me is like, 
I want to catch up so I'm where you are. We can talk about it episode by episode when we come in here every morning. But on the other hand, I want to take your advice and really pace myself so I can enjoy this for a long time. You know, one episode a night, don't start the second one, you know, and let this thing drag out for a while. So we'll see. I'm kind of pacing myself now with it, but it's great. It's an interesting time in the world. (laughs) I know. Like, I'm pacing myself out with Yellowstone. People binge watched it, and then they were crying that it was over. NHL hockey, I can't watch more than one game at a time, or I have brain overload. Problem is, every night, it's multiple great games. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll just get it figured out, and then they'll go back to the old schedule. That's what's going to happen. I know. Uh, Dougal Cameron, watching in Calgary, Stampeders fan, says, so somewhere the rumor gets started that the CFL won't play in 21. 80% of the players will retire or leave, yet Randy is still imitating Waldo. And you know what he did there. He's saying, where's Waldo? What do we got? We only got about 90 seconds. Um... Coming out of the CFL, Grey Cup Unite week, we made a conscious decision here, and that is we're not going to sit here on this program and bang on the drum and beat the dead horse every day about the CFL, will they or won't they? That's why we spent a lot of time today in the fan-controlled football league, and you're going to watch Saturday, aren't you? Oh, yeah. On Twitch. Yep. It's all... The Fan Control Football League is going to be battling what we've been battling, and that is just getting the word out for you. Because I had people writing me on Twitter, Rod, what's Twitch? How do I watch it? Well, you go to twitch.tv or you download the app, and that way you can comment. It's just getting the word out for the Fan Control Football League. But because they were Fan controlled foot, they're pro football, it was, and they had Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Name recognition, what do you say? Branding, right? That's branding. You want to know the players. You want to know the players. And they have names that you recognize, so it makes you want to watch. You have an attachment already to the fan-controlled football. It doesn't matter what the product is on the field. You have an attachment. Marshawn Lynch, right? Johnny Manziel, John Jennings. Like, there's, there's so an attachment. The problem is that with the CFL, they treat the players like cattle. Mm-hmm. And with the ones that are threatening to retire and move on and go play in another league, I don't think the CFL really cares. I don't think that threat by the players to retire is going to make them move an inch. It's just that the CFL needs to be fixed, and uh, it's a longer conversation than we have time for today. Tomorrow, Sean Lemon, CFL, uh, the Lemonator, CFL great, Craig Button at TSN, and Kathy Overton from Team Manitoba. We'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central and noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. Are we brainless? Yes. Yes. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.